0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Mountaineer Media Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are always super appreciative of anybody that just hits the play button and checks out what we have going on week to week. So thank you again for tuning in. CJ Harvey here. Cooper Simmerman, not with me yet. He will be a part of the episode here in just a second. And today on the pod, we have Tara St. Clair and Amber Ravenscroft. They're the co-chairs of the West Virginia entrepreneurship ecosystem. We talk about how to help grow startups and small businesses, the resources that are available in West Virginia, the Huge gathering of minds coming up with the Bridging Innovation event that's coming up in April. Plus, how to make your side hustle your full-time job. Something that we all probably dream about from time to time. Very small business-oriented episode, so stick around. We've got Tara St. Clair and Amber Ravenscroft coming up here in just a second. Couple of other notes. The Almost Heaven Classic. Getting closer and closer, tickets for our Friday night networking mixer still available at MountaineerMedia.org, but we are officially sold out of teams for Saturday's golf outing. That's right, sold out. 30 teams, boom, done, sold out. But that doesn't mean that you can't still be a part of the great weekend, so jump on those Friday night tickets to come hang out with us at Canaan Valley Resort June 9th and 10th. You won't want to miss it. All right, let's get to it. This episode of the Mountaineer Media Podcast starts now. The uh, sun does not always shine in West Virginia, but the people always do.
1: Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Mountaineer Media Podcast. Tara, Amber, what's up, guys? Good morning.
2: Hey.
3: Good morning.
1: morning. (laughs) CJ, good morning to you, too, not to leave you out there. What's up, man? Yeah, thank you very much. Good morning to everybody. Good to see everybody. So Amber, we're talking. You have a walking desk. I'm just laughing about this because it's it's a remote work phenomenon. But folks listening to this, maybe they're in their car, maybe they're working at home. Um, you guys are. Let me get just. Let me let me just toss to you. Ask for. You wear many hats. The entrepreneurship development or the entrepreneurship ecosystem. Also W. Maybe help me understand what exactly your role is, Amber. I'll start with you. Then Tara will kick it over to you. But also sure. tell us about the walking desk, please. Yeah, please.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not walking currently. I'm really <laughs> kidding, but um, yeah, this year for Christmas, I got a walking desk because I felt like <laughs> I needed to get some productivity. My my goal is 5K a day, uh, so Damn, I haven't hit impressive. it yet. That's <laughs>
1: impressive, yeah,
2: wow. <laughs> I'm going to be very <laughs> transparent. I've very, very failed at, at that goal, but um, yeah. So West Virginia Entrepreneurship Ecosystem, I'm here as the co-chair with my pal um, and just wonderful colleague Tara so Tara's actually kind of kickstarted this I came in last year, um, and Tara will talk a little bit about that transition but I'm actually with the adventure group we are a nonprofit education org based in Morgantown and mm-hmm. um, kind of ha- where the ecosystem hat when I'm talking talent pipelines and so Tara, I think, is the better person to answer like how this got started and where this is all headed Um, because I'm just her her compadre helping out here as we move into the next generation. So
3: yeah, well. Since we're not on video, I will say that I am standing. I plan to stand the entire time. <laughs> I am a woman of the people. I do not have a treadmill. I'm just out here
2: <laughs> on the whole yeah. too. I am a woman of the my husband bought it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Before> <laughs> Can we standing it- is like standing's level one. You're on level like three, Amber, with like yeah, walking <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Next
2: time you see yeah. me, I'll be like sprinting.
3: It'll be yeah. Like yeah. an yeah. interval yep. workout.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. preparing for
3: bridging innovation <laughs> and being on our feet for <laughs> four it. days, but. Anyway, hi, good morning, Tara St. Clair. I work for the NCOVA Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship, um, but today we have the West Virginia Entrepreneurship Ecosystem hat on and very excited to be chatting with you guys. So thanks for having us, CJ and Cooper.
0: I'm glad yeah. that you announced who you were because too often voices on audio like, who's who? So thank you for both introducing yourselves as you spoke. So everybody is very aware of who is who. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. But yeah. Um, maybe uh yeah go ahead. we're all i think i'm a
1: little bit slap age we're <laughs> yeah. recording this at eight in the morning so it's yeah, like, tuesday we yeah we but,
0: we kind of rushed in here i was a little late this morning so i apologized to everybody so we just kind of okay, jumped in I needed, here i needed <laughs> we,
2: that extra 15 minutes i definitely yeah. did
0: too today <laughs> today feels
1: like monday it's tuesday that we're recording this it feels very much like monday but <laughs> let's continue bring yeah, us back to, i will get us back on track please the, the folks listening and i mean folks that follow us know that our heart and soul is in entrepreneurship it's in small business it's innovation so this is right at home for our core folks that are listening so you guys are in for a treat here but let's talk about it because i think from my perspective of interviewing 100 people now there seems to be this momentum over the last 3 to 4 years of entrepreneurship in west virginia innovation in west virginia uh there's new sort of energy and wave of like hey wait a second like you can build here you can grow here you can build a business you can start a business and you all seem at the center of that. And it, it seems like from what I'm seeing, it, it started a couple of years ago and it's now it's three or four years old. You guys are the co-chairs of it. Maybe help explain what exactly it, it, like. If you're an entrepreneur and you're listening, why is it beneficial to get involved in this? Sometimes I think, entrepreneurs, and we're probably guilty of that, you kind of have that attitude of like, oh, I'll just figure it out. I'll do it myself. I don't need to be involved in this. You know, I can just, I'm just going to grind inside my business and not really pay attention, but maybe help us understand what exactly the benefits are and the resources available inside of the ecosystem.
3: Yeah. So Amber, I I can kind of kick it off here and and kind of talk about how it got going, and then maybe you can go explain what the resources are and and where we are now. So um, we started in 2018, and this was Bill Woodrum and I were, were doing kind of similar things in different parts of the state. I was in the Northern part of the state. At that time he was in uh, RCBI in the Southern part of the state. And we realized that we were duplicating efforts. And so Joe Cap introduced us and said, you guys need to speak. Um, you guys, there are a lot of things going on, a lot of really great things, but we need to start swimming the same direction. Uh, Bill and I instantly hit it off and we've been best friends ever since. So we decided to, uh, Found the West Virginia Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Network. And that's exactly what it is. We're here to collaborate instead of compete. Um, It's really a coalition of the willing. willing. So we just started going around. I started talking to my people. He started talking to his people. We just started organically getting together. Um, And I'm really grateful for those founding partners. Um, Now we have about 150 partners um, working together to support entrepreneurs all across the state. And Amber, I'll, I'll pass it to you to kind of talk about what we're doing to best support those entrepreneurs and small business owners.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Tara. I definitely think Tara's um, the coalition of the willing is spot on. We are not the, the entrepreneurship ecosystem is not an entity on its own. It is a network of partners that just really seek to provide resources to entrepreneurs and that can be funders because we know access to capital is one of the biggest barriers that can be entrepreneurial support orgs that provide programming Um, that's our educators and our youth that are working on talent pipelines that are the individual entrepreneurs themselves that come on and they tell their story and they ask for help Um, and so we do monthly meetings the second Tuesday of the month at 2 p.m. where we ask everyone to join us and we have a partner spotlight and an entrepreneur spotlight. And then it's kind of a loose agenda where we just share things that we're doing um, across the state so that we aren't scheduling meetings on the same day and we're not um, duplicating services. We're kind of using everyone as a resource. So we have a strong partnership with um, West Virginia Business Link that kind of came out of the network's growth. It is the platform that houses all the resource providers. You can go on there and see a calendar of events for the state's entrepreneurship programming. Um, So that's the platform where the network and collectively it just kind of builds this support system around an individual entrepreneur that doesn't know where to start.
0: Let's back up just for a second too to clarify something. Terry, you talked about RCBI and I know that's not necessarily your thing, that's Bill Woodrum's thing, but what is the Robert C. Byrd Institute and talk a little bit about what just RCBI our, our is and how entrepreneurship is connected to that. And then your relationship with that kind of as a whole, because RCBI is is a big deal, especially yeah. there in Huntington where it's housed.
3: Right. Yeah. Well, and they have three locations across the state and it was just at the time Bill was working for RCBI. Then he went to Business Link and now he's at the Benedict Foundation. Gotcha. Um, but we have a very strong partnership with RCBI. I personally run the West Virginia statewide high school collegiate and community business plan competitions. And we have partnership with them because they provide all kinds of different resources, mainly around manufacturing. So when I have folks going through my competitions and they say, I need help with a logo or a website, or I need a provisional patent, um, and we need to get those sketching those sketches done, or we need to do um, some type of prototyping or small batch manufacturing, RCBI is really great to work with, and they work with folks from all across the state of West Virginia.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Why is there this growing need? I mean, kind of piggybacking off a point Cooper had made just, just of giving and pr- making sure resources are readily available for entrepreneurs. Where, where has this kind of come from and, and why does it feel like that this is something that's really important now? And, you know, maybe resources are more readily available now than ever before, which hopefully helps turn entrepreneurs into, you know, uh, long business owners.
3: Yeah. Amber, do you want me to take this one? Sure. I can, I can add to it. Okay. Yeah. So I would just say entrepreneurship is difficult and, and it looks different for everyone, right? So the the person that's opening up the ice cream shop is going to look different than the person starting the tech business. And uh, it can be very overwhelming. There's a lot of resources we have. We are very fortunate here in the state of West Virginia to have, you know, half a degree of separation. So when someone comes to me and says, I really need help with small bank." small batch manufacturing, I'm going to send them over to RCBI. Um, We have a really great SBDC coaches. Um, We have so many resources, but sometimes those resources can be overwhelming because there are so many, or there's people that do different things. And I think that Um, West Virginia Business Link and the entrepreneurship ecosystem has done a great job in letting everyone have space so we can all have a niche. We don't all have to do the exact same thing. We don't have to have hold the same workshops and do all the same things. So I think it's really great that we work all together. And it's like we're not here to serve every single person. I I don't have an answer for every single entrepreneur that has a problem. That's why we have this network of folks to say, hey, I might not be able to help you with that, but we have someone in our group that can. Amber, I'll let you.
2: Yeah. I think, I think too, to your question around like the prevalence right now, I think entrepreneurship has always been, been core to West Virginia. It's yeah, a absolutely entrepreneurial state. I think there are a couple of phenomena that created this push for entrepreneurship. One, COVID. It closed mm-hmm. down many large companies. It just halted a lot of ways of um, doing small business. And so small businesses had to become entrepreneurial more than they ever have um, to to survive. In West Virginia, we also have an aging population where many of our small business owners are looking to retire and they don't have a successor to take over their business. And so nope. we talk a lot about entrepreneurship by acquisition and how to encourage the new generation of students to become entrepreneurs so they can stay and work and live and thrive in West Virginia. And then I just think we also, as a country, um, I'll put on my co-chair of National Entrepreneurship Week Cat. as a country, federal agencies are seeing entrepreneurship as a catalyst for economic development. And so we're seeing tons of federal dollars pushed down to state-level programming around entrepreneurship. So I think it's kind of level. There's different levels. We have a population that needs it desperately um, we have an economy that needs a shift to entrepreneurship rather than some of the um, big industries that we had originally relied on. And then COVID just kind of rapidly accelerated that change. So yeah. that's my short answer yeah. to yeah. a lot of economic data. <laughs> yeah.
0: could I got one more and then you. but um, you know, like where, where has your all's fascination developed? Where, where did it Spawn to turn into you know what you guys are doing now, and and how did you guys even kind of put all this together over the years? To you know that's uh I think that's mm-hmm. very interesting to kind of hear your all's background story, how you even got to the point of helping other entrepreneurs.
2: Right, you don't learn about it. Any- school
0: like hey you yeah no, exactly
2: when you grow
3: up <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I will say for or for the ecosystem side um, I was working for West Virginia University's John Chambers College of Business Economics and mm-hmm. the at that time Brook Street Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship and part of my job was visiting every higher education institution in the state Um, and through that I was able to travel a lot meet people from you know all over And I was really seeing a fragmented system where people, no one was speaking to one another. I think that especially at that time, that was 10 years ago, there was the scarcity mentality. We're all going after the same grants. We're all trying to get those big wins to have something to put in the news. Um, and I think that people were scared. We were working scared, um, and and so I think that we're now in a place of collaboration, and we are really encouraged to to collaborate on, especially on grants. You know, there's more money now than there ever has been, and we are seeing the grant funders saying we love to see you guys working together and having these partnerships across the state because together we all. Um, you know, Amber, I know you like this this phrase: "Rising tides raise all ships." So working together has really been beneficial for everyone.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then on awesome. my end, I stay, um, I started in K-12 education. And so um we had the opportunity to partner on an Appalachian Regional Commission power grant mm-hmm. with um Ed or the National Consortium for Entrepreneurship Education. And I had no clue what it was. I didn't I probably couldn't have spelled entrepreneurship and then um
1: I still can't sometimes, to be fair. Like, that's like one of the like words it's like M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, you know, like E-N-T-R-A, restaurant, and, you know,
0: yeah. entrepreneurship.
2: I gotta, like, thank you to AutoCorrect as a software, whoever created yeah. that. But, um, I realized like I grew up my dad was a my dad was a small business owner entrepreneur and I always would be like if somebody asked me what my parents were I would just say oh my dad's just a carpenter and I like failed to give him the credit that he would deserved and I didn't realize until I got into the education side of this and so I started on the education pipeline and then just realized you know education can't do it alone um this requires a systems approach to make meaningful change and so naturally i think west virginia is a small state um and we all know each other and we all were working like tara said like i knew of tara i knew of all separate things and then we just naturally builds a connector and said hey you guys gotta talk and then tara and i have been working on some cool stuff in education and we'll talk about here in a little bit so
1: yeah and we'll definitely get to bridging innovation which we spoke about earlier in the beginning we're, we're going to be there so we'll definitely uh, clue folks in on that but i want to i want to ask you a question because um you spoke about like the, like by nature, West Virginia has a, a lot of fragmented communities, I think, because we have a lot of small towns, we have a lot of hollers, we got a lot of different areas, like we're, there is not a Pittsburgh, there's not going to be a Charlotte, like a giant, you know, 500,000 person metropolis in West Virginia, just our geography is not going to allow that, right? So by nature, we have these individual communities. But the the cons of that, which is a blessing, that's cool, you can go to a small town, you can pop in there, you can feel like you know, the people in your area. Yeah. The downside of that is a lot of fragmented information, disconnect between resources, Sources and that sort of thing, and you know, there's 55 counties in West Virginia. How do we? I'll post something on TikTok or Instagram or whatever about entrepreneurship and business, and you know, there'll be people from like, uh you say McDowell or Mingo or Wayne County say, oh, like, like don't forget about us, like you know, like it because like Charleston's like a, obviously the the main part or you know core business area Morgantown, you know, Parkersburg, Martinsburg, these big hub areas get a lot of the attention, a lot of the headlines, a lot of the businesses. But how do we ensure these programs are? just as accessible to someone that does want to, you know, the Hatfield and McCoy trail in Southern West Virginia, that's a hundred million dollar opportunity for West Virginia over the next 10 years to develop the, the tourism around that, the restaurant scene around that, the, you know, the lodging around that. But if you are a Mingo County, Logan County, Boone County entrepreneur, like we want to make sure that you have equal access to those resources as somebody sitting in Kanawha city and Charleston does. So I guess my question behind that is are, are most resources you know, statewide that you can access or are these things county specific that you're finding or what if someone is like, yeah, I live in a small town, I wish I could, you know, get into this, like, maybe they can, and they're just kind of they're unaware of that. Maybe you could speak on that dilemma.
3: Yeah, Cooper, I'll just say I'm really glad you asked that question. So the first thing I want to mention is last year we had uh, Bridging Innovation Week, and we brought this six-foot cutout of West Virginia, and we asked people as they came in where they were from. So they could either put a sticker that said entrepreneur, student, resource provider, and we we wanted to make sure that we understood where people were coming, um, because if there is a pocket of people not coming, that means they're not aware of the resources that we're talking about or the West Virginia Entrepreneurship Ecosystem. Uh, and we specifically picked the Northern Panhandle this year to go for the conference because we saw that they were not represented last year when we were in Austin. So thank you for bringing that up. We are we want to be very aware that this is a statewide network. Um, everyone is included, um, and I think that um, this West Virginia Business Link does a really good job. So if you go into West Virginia Business Link and you say I need uh, legal help and I need to start a I need a provisional patent you can see what resources are available. So there are some networks that they have a grant and they can only serve distressed counties. Um, The hub, for example, they can only serve so many counties, Um, but some of the resources are statewide, but West Virginia Business Link does a really great job in showing which resources. So you might say, I need support in Boone County and I need legal support and it's gonna pop up. It'll populate what is available to you in that area.
1: That's huge. Yeah. I, I was not even aware that you could, you could sort it through that. Well, yeah, that yeah. filter is huge because we get that question all the time. It's like, and it's people, I think ask it like a little bit disheartened. It's like, oh, I wish I was in Morgantown to, you know, take advantage of these things, but it's like a lot of these resources you can't take advantage of regardless of where you're at in the state. So that that's huge.
2: Yeah. I also say like, it's a like, there's tons of virtual resources out there that are mapped through that platform that even if you are, if, even if it's housed in Morgantown, like you can access a lot of the virtual resources there. I will also say that like, kind of our future goals and something that we're working on, we can't really talk too specifically about is we are working with funders to do really robust need sensing and data collection to identify where the gaps in resources are. And so- that's something that the entrepreneurship ecosystem will be launching in the very near future. So keep an eye out, and when we are in your community, please come and share what your needs are, and so we can kind of develop programming for for your um, area. So that's that's on our radar, and we we know that that can be a gap and a challenge. So yeah. I also want to
3: mention that not everyone is you know has ability to to get on broadband. That you know yes. we, we have the we are privileged to have opportunity to, to be on Wi-Fi right now and have broadband that Mark Burdett um, is in charge of West Virginia Business Link. So if you are feeling like I can't get on the Internet or I this is really overwhelming, I don't know how to do it. You can call their number. They, that is what Mark is there to do. So feel free if you're just not, if you're not feeling the website and you just want to talk to a real life person, Mark Burdett is there um, running Business Link. So feel free to to call him.
1: And sometimes that's like, I found, you know, it's like you get emails, you send in things in form sometimes. And the beauty of West Virginia is just you just pick up a phone and call somebody and odds are they're going to like directly pick up. And they're like, you said earlier, Tara, they're going to be, if they don't, can't help you directly, they know the person probably by first name basis. <laughs> oh, like you need to talk to, you know, Bill, yeah. Sarah, Mark, like call them right now because they can help you with that. It's kind of like West Virginia. I've always said, it's like, it's big enough to grow something, but it's small enough to essentially know every pocket of the state. And just pick up the phone and make that phone call and west virginians you know our culture is like oh sure like i'll drop whatever i'm doing i'll cancel my dinner plans to go help somebody do something i think that's just like in our nature to do that so that's an important point and it's a excellent uh bringing up tara um let's see susie's got the west virginia business link pulled up here let's talk bridging in wait sorry i think i was muted
0: this whole time i apologize That. I, I- <laughs> i felt like i was distracted everybody but i was muted no i had the business link website pulled up because i wanted to kind of just address some of the points that you guys were talking about um let me i'll try that one more time here um let's get out of the, the email yeah. that i pulled up by accident sorry all right back to the business link website here so, you know, this is the resource that you guys have been talking about. I mean, is it easy as it's like on the right hand side, it says connect to resources, right? You literally put in your information and yep. what what happens after that? How do people like in Mingo, you know, in, in parts of West Virginia that might not be as easy to access um, or have the funding or capital available at their doorstep? You know, how, how do they use this and just kind of find that, right? Just put punch in your information and see what pops up kind of thing.
2: So it will, you put in um like the area of assistance that you need, any specific needs, your business stage your industry and your zip code, and it pulls out, there's a um, resource repository of contacts. And so it'll auto populate who in your area is supporting those types of needs and give you a point of contact to reach out to. And that includes both email and to terrace point, like phone call and address, if they have a physical location that you can touch base with them. Um Mark also does a great job. Mark Burdett, again, what is kind of leading the West Virginia Business Link Coordination, he does a good job of constantly looking at the data and the analytics of what's on the back end and what people are searching. And that helps inform future programmatic needs as well. So you can see like there are so many different resource providers there that have different specialties. And when you sign up to be a resource provider, you put in keywords around specific ways that you are able to support. Um, So if you're listening and you're a resource provider, like please, please go in there and and put your information in, because this is a great way to to get people that might not even know um, that you offer those services.
0: Yeah. And, and maybe even be a little more specific. Sorry, Tara, I know that you're trying to jump in here, but like as a resource provider, like what are you looking for? What you you could say that and somebody might be a resource provider and not even know it necessarily. Yeah.
2: Tara, you, no, you want to give it a couple examples of like resource providers that are in there maybe that would be helpful. Yeah
3: well and also I just wanted to mention that this is all free you don't have to pay to be a resource provider you don't have to pay to get these contacts all of these so the economic development office I will shout out Mike Granny. you have really done a great job in supporting entrepreneurs and growth um, and this is really a, a partnership to the West Virginia Secretary of State's office has done a really great job as well as everyone is working together to provide free resources to everyone in the state of West Virginia because they want you to start and grow businesses here sorry off yeah. the soapbox anyway um, a resource provider is someone that is helping an entrepreneur start or grow their business. So you could be a small business owner. Maybe you've been in business for 10 years and you want to take your business to the next level. Maybe it's an SBDC coach that you need. Maybe it's, again, we'll use the example of RCBI. Maybe you need small batch manufacturing. Um, maybe you're a student and you just want some information. The W Law Clinic, maybe they provide free legal advice. Um, so it really just depends on what your needs are. Um, and if you're a resource provider, that is someone that is really providing those um, that are in need, those resources to start or grow that business. So again, you don't have to be at early stage. This does not have to be ideation. This could be you've been in business for years and you need help taking your business online and you Interesting. Just need support in doing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's phenomenal stuff, Cooper. There's probably some stuff that we could get into. Here I know, and that's that what I'm we, saying. Like, we need like, to look at. Well, little we bit can deeper. have
3: you on the monthly meeting. You guys can share your problems, and we can try and solve them for
1: you. <laughs> I, Cooper's been on there
0: a couple. I'll attest to him. Yeah,
1: they're, they're <laughs> extremely helpful, and yeah, extremely helpful, and a lot of a lot of good resources on there. And that's that was a super important point. A lot of people think, oh, I got to pay a monthly membership. No, this is free. Like these are yep. resources that are available to you as a West Virginia business owner. Yeah. Um, And maybe the culmination of a lot of this work is bridging innovation. And I know we're locked into it. We're going to be there. Mountaineer Media will be there on the 18th, April 18th in Wheeling. Um, Maybe talk about how that was started. I know the first year was in Charleston, I believe you said, and then now it's in, we're going up to Wheeling. Um, What can people expect to come and what can people expect to experience there in bridging innovation?
3: Yeah, so I'll just say that last year was our first year. Um, We learned a lot. We had about a thousand people in and out over the four days uh, in Charleston. And as I mentioned, we wanted to go to the northern panhandle because it was underrepresented at last year's conference. Um, So we are very excited. Uh, It's a week long series of events, so we have all kinds of stuff going on. Amber, do we want to just break down the day and kind of tell everyone what's going on each day? Yeah, take it away. Okay, so. On Monday, we that is kind of show up, get your hotel room. Uh, we will be at Oakley Resort. We do have a hotel block on the website, so we'll make sure to get you that information. Um, but the lineup for Monday is Show of Hands, which is a contest. It's a pitch competition. So if you're an entrepreneur and interested in pitching, um, you pay you you come in. It's free to pitch, but if you want to attend, it's five dollars. So it's crowdfunding. Um, and at the end of the night, someone walks away with hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars, depending on how many people show up. So that'll be at uh, the Wheeling Artisan Center at six o'clock open to the public five dollar donation to get in the door. And then they're also accepting entrepreneurs to pitch that day. Uh, University of Charleston. So even though our the main events will be in Wheeling, West Virginia, we also have events going on across the state. So the University of Charleston will be having their I-3 competition in Charleston that day. And then that evening, Country Roads Angel Network will be having a private pitch event as well. So that's Monday. So it's kind of like the welcome day. Most of the things are in the the evening. Uh, And then the big day is Tuesday. So I'll let Amber talk about what's going on on Tuesday with the conference.
2: Yeah. So um, on Tuesday, we have the West Virginia Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Conference. It's a one day, um, just really full agenda of learning. And so it is open to the public. We have a very minimal registration fee. It's $25. We wanted to make it as accessible as possible for our small businesses and entrepreneurs to attend. So it is um, just kind of the full network coming together to learn and engage. We have some great keynote panels on talent pipelines, on how ecosystem builders work together. We have a morning breakout session and a PM breakout session um, focused on different learning opportunities and different panels, things like design thinking, placemaking, West Virginia success stories, emerging entrepreneurship, and then some niche target audiences like veteran entrepreneurship and learning about small business innovation research and small business tech transfer grants. So just tons of learning. Um, So that's at Ogilvy Resort. And then immediately following that, there is a networking reception. And then we're going to trolley folks down to downtown Wheeling. Um, We have a mingle at the market where we're going to have a small business showcase at center market. You can grab food, drinks, um, you can visit local vendors and then ask people to go to an arts and veteran pitch competition taking place at Towngate Theater starting at um, either 5 or 5.30. We're working out kind of the final details on that now, but just really full day, a full day yeah, of networking absolutely. and learning and we're excited. So yeah, be cool. yeah,
0: yeah, Coleman's is the only thing that's on the menu for me on, on Tuesday. So <laughs> I there's... think
2: they're closed
0: oh, no. on that Tuesday. Wait, what do you mean? What? I think
2: they close. I'm pretty sure they close before the- They're like a lunch plate.
0: Yeah. Before we'll so get have, down there. We are oh, asking that's...
1: places oh, to stay okay. openly.
3: Don't you worry. We are working on We're working <laughs> on it to have okay. some, Yeah. So okay. just so anyone that's listening, this is open to the community, the Mingle at the Market that evening. If you want to come listen to a pitch competition, if you want to check out the local vendors and the artisans that are selling their products and services, this is open to anyone. We just want people to come and network and have a good time and really um, push business in downtown Wheeling that Tuesday night.
2: Yeah. And we want to, I think Tara, this is a great time to shout out Jennifer Roerig, who has been an absolute blessing to us. She oh, is no. the regional manager through the Department of Economic Development that has helped us coordinate Wheeling. I mean, there are so many moving parts and so many partners in Wheeling that she has connected us to. So shout out, Jen. He's yeah, that amazing. has been <laughs>
3: incredible to work with. So we are really, really grateful. Um,
2: so I'll keep talking
3: kind of about the,
2: the rest Please. of the week.
3: Um, So Wednesday, which is April 19th, we'll have that's competition day. So Marshall, has the west virginia business model competition that'll be in the morning and then i'll be running the west virginia statewide high school collegiate and community business playing competitions that afternoon vantage ventures will be there they'll be doing a demo then we're going to wrap it all up and have a big party and give away a bunch of money that evening uh, we're going to be giving away at least two hundred thousand dollars in technical assistance funds that wow. means we're not taking any equity that is these folks are pitching for what they need we have judges um, and they're going to be awarding those funds so I I think that that's a big, big, big thing to to take away from this. We are, this is not an academic exercise. This is real money and real businesses that we are trying to support here in the state of West Virginia. So we are really excited for competition day. And then I'll turn it over to Amber to talk about Youth Entrepreneurship and Action Day.
2: Yeah. So we've had um, the pleasure of working with the Department of Education on several different entrepreneurship initiatives, and um, they have generously supported Youth Entrepreneurship and Action Day, which is Thursday. So West Virginia University Extension Services hosts an in-person workshop where they just provide hands-on learning opportunity for high school students. So we have over 200 students that are being um, taken a field trip up to Wheeling, and then over 1,000 kits are being delivered in sites across the state that can do hands-on learning at um, their home location as well. So just a really full day designed to, to increase awareness and interest in entrepreneurship for the future generation.
1: How cool is it? Friday is open
2: like, for opportunities, but it's we yeah. know people will be tired. tired.
1: It's like we'll be dead by Friday. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. we're tired. By One of these days, somebody's gonna pitch you to go to a fifth day, and you're just gonna be like, I can't. I mean, I can't. it's open. Like we would,
2: we would, we would entertain it, but we would Friday. not, we would not coordinate it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. give like, that to somebody now. else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, right. Um, well, how cool is it for you all to see like the like the youth side of it, right? To see somebody like get their spark of it, like entrepreneurship and business, like because that is you know, we've been talking about very, you know, high-level, you know, big business or people starting businesses, but like this is also integrating children and youth and high school students and college students. How neat and I guess maybe rewarding has that been for you all to see the spark of that with students and then all of a sudden they're like, well, wait a second. Like I can do this, I can build a business. I can get connected. Um and maybe has that always been a part of it or like how did that come to be with like getting the the youth of West Virginia involved?
3: Yeah. I think that that pipeline that we have created is really Um, really, really important. And it's heartwarming to watch them because a lot of them, I'm fortunate enough to run the high school business plan competition. So I have seen students go from the high school business plan competition and then they go to college and they pitch in the college competition. And now we have the community And it's just it's an indescribable feeling um, to watch these folks and typically entrepreneurs are serial entrepreneurs. So you see them with one idea in high school. And by the time that they graduate college, they've had 10 other ideas. Um, So I I love watching it. You learn this process and you go over it. And um, I just I feel very lucky to be a part of it. And I'm very grateful. So I think this is a good time to shout out our sponsors. Um, So especially on the youth side. We have the Department of Education. Uh, thank you to the Benedum Foundation, the Department of Economic Development, ARC, then COVA Foundation. Like without the support of these partners, we wouldn't be able to do these events and support the youth in West Virginia. So we are just really, really grateful to those sh- those uh sponsors that are supporting Bridging Innovation Week.
0: Yeah. Thanks this is work. kind of a this is kind of an off off the beaten path topic from where we've been, but you know, the, the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship in a way is that it can be as small or as big as you want, right? It can be just like a super small side hustle that you invest five to 10 hours to a week, or it can be your full-time job that you're putting in 80 hours a week, uh, you know, 80 hours a week to, to make that your full-time living. You know, what, what would you say to somebody that is wanting to make their side hustle a full-time job? they you know, they have a nine to five, but they have their entrepreneurship side hustle that they want to grow and make bigger and scale to be their day to day. You know, what advice would you give to them that, you know, for even the, the the youth or somebody that's in their 30s, 40s, 50s, trying to build something on the side to make it something they do every single day? What, what advice would you give to them and what would you what resources would you try and connect them with what you guys are connected to?
2: Say come to a monthly call. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay.
0: Keep pushing that monthly call. I, I'm I, no. I'm here for it.
2: No, I would say I would say, you know, entrepreneurship is one of those things that it's just like it's grit and resiliency will get you success and you yeah. just gotta stick yeah. with it. And so my first recommendation would be don't quit your full time job until you yeah. <laughs> like that is the number one thing. They're yeah, like, I absolutely. Quit my job and I want to start a and I'm like stressed about that. Like Ooh. I think my biggest advice would be to work on your business, not just in your business, it's important that even if you like, you have this side hustle that you're really passionate about and you're doing what you want to do, like you need to work on the, the fundamentals of growing that. And that can be connecting with the resources, building your network, um, kind of seeking opportunities to differentiate. It's very hard, um, especially in saturated markets. If you have an existing side hustle, that's kind of something that you like to do as a hobby, think yeah. about how you can differentiate and grow um, is it is vital, in my opinion? So that would be my advice, Tara.
3: Yeah, and I can speak specifically to the students. It's unbelievable the, what people are willing to do to support students. So while you're, a, you know, whatever, a middle school student, high school student, maybe you're, you know, in a in a higher education situation. Those resources are free right now. Um, people are really—they want to help you. They want to see you succeed. Take advantage of all those free resources while you can, because they're not always free.
1: True. <laughs> when you get out and you Super you start,
3: you go to a consultant, you go to it, you go to an accountant, you go to a lawyer, you're going to start getting bills. So yeah. take advantage of all those free resources while you have them. Um, and also ask if you don't know. Like if, if there's a lot of free m- money, free floating around, ask questions, come to the the monthly meeting and say, Hey, I'm really looking for this. We might be able to put you in touch with a grant or, or someone that has money that they need to give away. Um, so
2: yeah, I say, I'll
3: also, ask questions.
2: I'll also say Tara on the note of like, while you're a student embrace it, I'm a sucker for student products. Like I will Pay money at a time. I paid twenty dollars once for a bag of slime from a (laughs) second. So take advantage of like your that lemonade. Do what you got to do. Yeah, your youthful spirit and just test things out. Like see what sticks.
1: Yeah. People like shopping local too. I mean, it does resonate with people. If people know, yeah, this is a West Virginia made product or service, like people resonate with that. And that's a tremendous way to market yourself is that, Hey, look, I'm investing in the state, you know, investing in me is basically a full circle back to an investment in your community. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, Tara Ambers or anything, other important ideas, topics, or specific things you guys wanted to cover. If not, where would you say is the best place for people to go they're listening to this like oh i gotta get like is there a certain website like what link specifically is the best kind of you know catch-all for all of this stuff
3: terry you go first yeah i would say so we work very closely with the department um, of economic development so we are pushing everyone to business link if you would like more information about business link and we have all the bridging innovation information on there so i would go to wv businesslink.com. We also have a calendar on there. So if you're thinking about having an event, please check the calendar. That was one of the big things that when we started this, we realized that people were duplicating efforts across the state. So if you're in, maybe you're looking for something, take a look at that calendar. Or if you're thinking about having an event, please check the calendar. Again, all of these resources are free.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just say, I want to just say that we have countless partners, so many that we, it's so hard to, I mean, we would have spent 50 minutes naming all of the wonderful people that we work with. So mm-hmm. I just want to shout out to the network and all of the people in the state that are really making an effort to collaborate and not compete to move this forward. So I know there are several we probably did not name, but know that you are with us in um, our hearts. And we're so thankful for everything that everyone does to support this entrepreneurship ecosystem, because it truly is a, a community based effort.
1: Love it, yeah. love it. Yeah. I'm looking right here on the calendar, almost having classic on June 10th. You got, you hey. guys got it. You We're guys are go going there. All right. I can't know wait. you guys are going to be there. That is going to be awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for putting that on your radar as well.
0: Yeah, and and that's how it works too. You know, it's equal support. You know, you support us, we support you, and and not that it's like a, an eye for an eye or quid pro quo kind of deal, but the the more that you can continue to to work with each other and build each other up, you know, that's in the long term, that's just going to be yeah. yeah, it's going to be beneficial yeah. for everybody. So can't wait for are you guys, guys to be there.
2: Happy? Are you guys golfing?
0: No. So that was an early discussion that we had. And Cooper kind of nixed the idea. Cooper, Cooper's been big on, he's hosted a golf tournament before. And early on, he was the one that's like, yeah, I don't think we're going to
1: golf. That's probably um, not a smart move. For our own tournament, you mean? For our tournament? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, no. I'm, we're not going to be golfing. I'm no. going to have an earpiece on going around like just being like commissioner. Security. Like, yeah. <laughs> with The CIA here. Yeah. I'm I was going to say, I <laughs> signed that. Up-
2: BJ, I told Cooper I signed up my husband to golf and I was like somebody somebody beat him please you guys so right, yeah. maybe we can just get a
0: cart to drive
2: around and yeah
3: you, can we can
0: you guys to are welcome to I do, do that cool. yeah
2: yeah
0: no but uh no we won't be golfing we'll be riding around we've got cameras and a drone so we're gonna be zipping around shaking hands talking to people supporting people Watching people shank shots, rooting them on, you know. So, you know, that's, can't wait. Yeah, can't okay. wait. Yeah, it's okay. gonna be a blast. But uh, can't wait for Bridging Innovation too, guys. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, can't wait to meet you guys in person up there in Wheeling here in uh, about a month.
3: Yeah. No, thank you. Thanks for having us on today. We really appreciate it.
0: Thanks you guys.